Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I want to tell you about the eruption of Mount Vesuvius in the year 79 CE. This is the one that destroyed several ancient Roman settlements, most famously, of course, Pompeii. Vesuvius is, I would say, the most famous volcanic eruption in history, and uh, it left behind a valuable trove of archaeological information about ancient Roman civilization. Uh, As the ruins of places like Pompeii continue to be excavated, we continue to learn even more uh, as as more and more of these uh, these ancient ruins are uncovered and dug up. The eruption of Mount Vesuvius in 79 is not the biggest or the deadliest volcanic eruption. It doesn't even come close to Mount Tambora or Krakatoa, for instance, episode 270, get across it. Um, But due to the nature of the damage that it did, This eruption of Vesuvius remains one of the best-known volcanic eruptions in the world, and Vesuvius remains one of the best-known volcanoes in the world as a result. Alert listeners Sam Broderick, Enrique Redondo Ruiz, and Olivia Marquez were all interested in a bit more volcanic history with the story of Vesuvius and Pompeii. So let's get underway and have a chat about what happened here. Mount Vesuvius can be found near the Italian city of Naples, about two-thirds of the way down Italy's leg. It is still an active volcano to this day. And this is a bit of a worry because around 3 million people live close enough to be in serious danger should it erupt like it did 2,000 years ago. In fact, Vesuvius is considered to be one of the most dangerous volcanoes on Earth, not because of its size or the potential violence of its eruptions, but because it is in the middle of such a heavily populated area and because it would kill so many people if it went off again. Anyway, we're not here to talk about a hypothetical eruption today. We're here to talk about an actual eruption that took place almost 2,000 years ago in 79 CE. So let's set the stage for this eruption and chat about what the area around Vesuvius was like in the years leading up to 79. Um, It was a, a rich and prosperous area. The area around Vesuvius was dotted with many Roman settlements, most famously the wealthy town of Herculaneum and, of course, the relatively large town of Pompeii. 
But uh, good agricultural lands uh, combined with the attractiveness of the coastal landscapes around the Bay of Naples meant that this was a popular place to live for those who could afford it. People moved there and set up shop and, and lived, as I say, rich and prosperous lifestyles. And Pompeii in particular was home to many famous cultural attractions. It's amphitheater, Odeon, it's beautiful temples. These were all surrounded by large, opulent villas. And broadly speaking, it was a, a very nice part of the world. If you're curious as to uh, what all of these things looked like, the uh, the amphitheater, the Odeon, the, the villas, the temples, all the rest of it, good news. Thanks to the eruption that we're going to talk about, you can see what they looked like even today. Uh, but of course, we'll get to that. Around 20,000 people lived in Pompeii, 5,000 in Herculaneum, as well as people living in villas, country houses, farmhouses, villages uh, in the surrounding area. And in the lead up to the eruption in the year 79, these people had become rather accustomed to the odd earthquake here and there. There was a particularly bad one in the year 62, but they patched up or rebuilt damaged buildings. No worries and just got on with things. Um, There was even a series of smaller earthquakes in the days just before the eruption itself, but people didn't pay too much heed. They went about their daily lives like nothing was going on, which is a bit of a shame because when Vesuvius finally erupted, it really went for it. In the early afternoon, one day in October, Vesuvius suddenly erupted with an incredible amount of force and power. It's been classified as a five on the volcanic explosivity index, not as big as Krakatoa's six or Mount Tambora's seven, but still pretty bloody big. A great column of ash and smoke belched into the air while superheated chunks of pumice pounded the area surrounding the volcano. And it was at this point that many people gathered what they could and fled, although not everyone. Some people took shelter in their homes so they didn't get injured by the scalding hot falling rocks, hoping that the worst would be over soon. But no, the worst was yet to come. Because later that night, overnight, perhaps in the early hours of the next morning, pyroclastic flows began to surge from Vesuvius, racing down its flanks to the settlements below. Witnesses far from Vesuvius saw the light that these flows were emitting and they thought the whole mountain was on fire. And I tell you this, they weren't, they weren't far from the truth. These pyroclastic flows, a mixture of lava, solid rock, ash and gas, they moved with incredible speed, over 150 kilometres an hour, destroying everything in their wake. Trees, buildings, everything. They're estimated to have been up to 300 degrees in temperature. People who attempted to flee at this point, they were far too late. Many instances of human remains have been found laden down by wealth, bags of money, jewellery or other expensive items that they took with them as they tried to flee, killed as they ran from their homes. While those who stayed behind in their houses, in their homes, they were killed as well. Burnt to a crisp and smothered by the pyroclastic flows, buried along with these buildings in volcanic material. And to make things worse, there were more earthquakes, which destroyed more buildings, and the volcano and its pyroclastic flows might have even caused a small tsunami in the Bay of Naples. It would have been terrifying seeing the rapidly approaching flow of lava moving far too fast for you to outrun, moving with too much power for a building to offer you any protection. Thousands of people died. Estimates vary from between 1,500 to over 10,000 people, although most estimates fall between three and 4,000. Pompeii and its buildings were buried to a depth of between 
four and six metres in ash and pumice, while Herculaneum was buried even deeper to a depth of up to 23 metres, being much closer to the volcano. And it wasn't just these two settlements either. Ash from the volcano blanketed a vast distance around Vesuvius, across the Bay of Naples, where people like the statesman Pliny the Younger were located when the eruption took place. He was just 17, but uh, it's from Pliny the Younger that we have the only surviving first-hand account of the eruption. He witnessed it with his own eyes, and in later years he wrote two letters to the historian Tacitus describing what he had seen. He described how his uncle, the famed scientist and military commander Pliny the Elder, had jumped aboard a ship and attempted to sail across the Bay of Naples to rescue people from the eruption. And this cost him his life. He never returned. He was suffocated by the toxic gases. But the people who did return from the rescue mission reported that on the way over, someone suggested to Pliny the Elder that they turn back. And he replied, he responded by saying, fortune favours the bold, which has become quite a famous saying. In any case, settlements like Pompeii and Herculaneum were buried. Thousands of their inhabitants died, either roasted by the pyroclastic flows or or smothered by the ash falls. And in the time after the eruption, opportunistic thieves and looters came to Pompeii, not to Herculaneum, it was buried far too deep, and they attempted to dig through the ash to steal treasure that had been left behind by the dead. But they only had minimal success. Pompeii was buried that bloody deep. and, And so in time... I really, I really find this incredible, but this is, this is what happened. In time, people just kind of forgot about Pompeii. Not in the sense that they forgot it ever existed or had been buried by this volcano, but they forgot where it was. Its location was lost and forgotten, and people just didn't really seem to think about it all that much. For one and a half thousand years, Pompeii lay underground where it had been buried until the year 1592, when people digging an underground aqueduct finally came across these ancient ruins as they excavated for this waterway. But here's an even more incredible thing. They didn't tell anyone. It wasn't for another hundred years before Pompeii was properly rediscovered, and this time excavations began. Herculaneum was rediscovered in 1738 as people dug out a foundation for a new summer palace for the King of Naples. And from around the mid-18th century onwards, these two towns were slowly but surely excavated and uncovered. And under all the volcanic material that had buried them back in 79 was found some unbelievably intact ruins of these ancient Roman settlements. As archaeologists worked to excavate and investigate the ruins, all sorts of new things were learnt about ancient Roman civilization and the day-to-day life of its people. For instance, historians are able to say with a degree of confidence that the eruption took place in October because of the following factors. Some of the people buried in the ash were found to be wearing warmer clothing than you would in summer, so that means that we're probably into autumn by this stage. The fruit and vegetables in shops that had been preserved underground were the sort that would be sold in autumn. The jars used to ferment wine were all found sealed up, which would happen in around October each year. And some of the coins found in one woman's purse had been minted in mid-September, so it couldn't have been earlier than that. But all sorts of new information was uncovered along with Pompeii and Herculaneum, all sorts of insights, most of them just about 
ordinary, normal, everyday things, how people lived, what they did, where they went, what they ate, how they filled their days. But my favourite aspect of the excavation of places like Pompeii is that the archaeologists involved uncovered a lot of extremely interesting graffiti, a lot of it very vulgar and crass and very funny. Like this one. On the 19th of April, I made bread. Now you're thinking, okay, sure, well, what's funny about that? Have you ever heard the expression, pinched off a loaf? The Romans were obsessed with turd-related graffiti. There is so much of it. Some of it is, is so explicit, I don't think I should read it. But I'll give, you, I'll give you at least one example, right? Check out this absolute classic here. <clears throat> Defecator, may everything turn out okay so that you can leave this place. I mean, mate, we have all been there at one point or another, haven't we? Here are some other uh, amusing examples. Epaphra, you are bald. All right, mate, leave poor Epaphra alone. He's got enough going on with his bald head, doesn't he? Don't need to write about it. And the one thing we know about this bloke, poor old Epaphra, is that he was as bald as an egg. This poor bastard. Um, How about this one written on the wall at an inn? This is brilliant. We have wet the bed, host. I confess we have done wrong. If you want to know why, there was no chamber pot. So... Stark warning to anyone offering hospitality to people. Make sure there's a chamber pot. Otherwise, who knows? They might just piss the bed. Uh, How about this one? I screwed a lot of girls here. Now, you might think this is quite a sick brag, but this was found in Pompey's famous brothel, the Lupinare. So it's not much of a brag, really. That is kind of the point of a brothel, after all. The brothel's absolutely brilliant, by the way. Uh, it still has all the erotic paintings of people doing all sorts of disgusting things to each other. They've all survived. You can go inside it to this day. You can see the little rooms with their little stone beds where people would get it on. But, uh, yeah, with graffiti, there are so many other examples. But, um, uh, man, as much as I want to read them, some of them are just far too rude and explicit to repeat. You should go and have a look. You should go online and have a read of some of these examples of graffiti for yourself. Um, In particular, if you're going to do this, look up the one that ends with goodbye, wondrous femininity. Uh, it's, uh, it's brilliant. Anyway, one last one. One last one. This one isn't vulgar or disgusting or crass. It's actually quite touching. This one really got me. Um, it's really stuck with me. We two dear men, friends forever, we're here. If you want to know our names... They are Gaius and Aulus. Maybe Gaius and Aulus made it out of Pompeii when Vesuvius erupted. Maybe they were killed. But our knowledge of their friendship lives on. Almost 2,000 years later, we know that these two were just a pair of good mates out on the town one night. And I think I think that's pretty incredible. Anyway, it wasn't just ruins covered in graffiti that was uncovered. Perhaps the most famous of the things um, associated with Pompeii and Vesuvius are the plaster casts taken of the bodies of the people that were killed by the eruption. As these bodies that were buried in the ashfall, in the volcanic material that, that, that fell after the eruption, as they decayed, they left behind cavities in the volcanic material that was around them. And archaeologists realised that you could pump plaster into these cavities, wait for the plaster to dry, and then excavate the casts that were made. And this is why you can see the casts that depict people who died in the eruptions to this very day. They're not actually human remains, but they still show in, in quite a startlingly impactful way the human consequence of Vesuvius's eruption. 
And you can see all this stuff in person too. If you visit Naples, you can get a train to Pompeii. You can walk around the ruins at your own pace, exploring the city and seeing what was preserved by this eruption almost 2,000 years ago, from the buildings to the graffiti to, in some cases, human remains. I've done this. I did it recently. And while the plaster casts are a heavy reminder of the devastating toll of the eruption, while walking through the streets and marvelling at the monuments and temples and buildings there really does make you feel the weight of history behind Pompeii. More than anything else, it really is just extremely funny to hunt down the graffiti that says things like this. Chia, I hope your hemorrhoids rub together so much that they hurt worse than they ever have before. Selling a little? Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.